Welcome to a very special episode of After Contract Hours, the show where we clock out at work to check in on the well-being of the world. Today, we have a remarkable story of redemption and resilience. We'll be joined by a former student athlete of mine, the amazing Cam Weezy, who, despite experiencing the darkest moments of his life during college, found the strength to turn it all around. He's here to share his insights and advice for eighth graders on how to prepare for high school and for seniors gearing up for the college transition. Join us as we journey from rock bottom to redemption and discover the power of emotional health in overcoming life's challenges. All right, so today I have a very special guest, Cam Weezy, here with us today. And he is going to be sharing with us his experiences, his stories, his knowledge and expertise on a couple of different really important categories, one being what it's like to transition from eighth grade into a new world of high school and then going from high school like your senior year to the adult world whether that's you know going into college right away not everybody goes to college um, but just kind of transitioning to that new chapter of life and then we're going to dive into a few deeper topics on that so cam why don't you introduce yourself briefly all right my name is cam Weesey. i am from wentzville missouri um i went to hold from 2013 to 2017 um I'm 25 now. <laughs> yeah, I know it's so awkward know, to introduce ourselves. But, yeah. <laughs> and what do you do for work? So I am a banking specialist at First Bank um, in Manchester and Town and Country area. It's so like Baldwin, Chesterfield area. Okay. Um, and I've been doing that for about a year and a half. It was March of last year, March of 2022. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going good. You like it? Yeah, I like it a lot. It's um, it's it's nice like helping people with their financial needs and it's really educating for myself too like getting prepared with you know the real world yeah that's yeah, going good did you always kind of know that was something you wanted to do like work in finance no I had no idea what I wanted to do yeah um, you know I and still to this day I don't know if I'll stick with it forever but mm-hmm. um, luckily my mom she was she actually worked at the bank as well she still does and so she was I was kind of job hunting like looking around and um she's like the bank's hiring why don't you give it a shot and I was like okay and so I went and interviewed got the job and been there been there since so sweet well teach me your ways because I'm almost 32 (laughs) and I have no idea what I'm doing with money so definitely help you out (laughs) I love it so and also fun fact about Cam so we met when he was a junior in high school at Holt and I believe it was a junior because I only had you for two years right yes and I was an assistant track and field coach at Holt High School. I coached long-distance athletes, and he was more of, like, a mid-distance, mm-hmm. like, sprinter, mid-distance. Yep. He could literally do it all. He could have <laughs> been the top distance runner easily on that team also. But he was an absolute stud. Um, and Tiernan was your primary coach. Yep. He, Love I that told guy. him Yes. I told him that – I texted him immediately, and I was like, oh, my gosh, guess who? Really? Yes. I oh was like, gosh. Cam's going to come. And he was like, that's incredible. And he's like, he's a great kid. Like, I haven't talked to him in years. I need to – I need oh my to catch gosh. up with him one day. We do need to get you guys together. He yeah. absolutely adored you. He's yeah. a great man. He is awesome. He's going to be on an episode where's, or five. Where is he at? Where is he at right now? He is actually, um, he works in, Mark, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't pay attention to a lot of things, but he works in like the central office mm-hmm. area. North? Um, just the district. Oh, just district. Yeah. Wow, and wow. he works for the teaching and learning department. So he basically like, he comes and helps 
teachers in certain content areas, so health and PE being one of them, because he used to be a health and PE teacher. Yeah, he's pr- he's he's pretty fit. He's pretty dang fit. Oh my god, he is gonna love to hear that. He looks the exact same. Really? If not, oh if not stronger. Like, oh my gosh. He's so he takes such good care of himself. His wife is so beautiful. That's His awesome. kids, like, he's killing it. So he would probably absolutely love to be with you he was pumped he was like that's incredible he's an awesome dude that's like, awesome no doesn't that make you feel good yeah that nice. was so long ago and he's still yeah you have a good reputation with us it's good former to hear coaches. it's good to hear yes so yeah that was super cool like i met him back then and i just adored him as an athlete and a student athlete so to speak because you are very intelligent you took your grades <laughs> seriously like he just he was a coach is like epitome of a student athlete that any coach would want. Truly, mm-hmm. if no one ever told you that, that's how you were for track anyways. Like, he worked hard. He never had a bad attitude. A great leader on the team. Um, I would – what's the word? I'm trying to think of, like, terms I could use for, like, kids today. Like, popular in a healthy way. Like, not, like, <laughs> stuck-up brat prep. Like, I mean, <laughs> I got the vision of him that he got along with everybody. He was a good leader. And um, he's just a cool dude. And – loved him to death like loved watching him run and compete and train like he inspired me I was a former collegiate track athlete and like this kid well you're not a kid anymore which is so weird but back then this kid just inspired me so much like with everything you did so yeah and I was gonna say whenever you're running a race like in a track meet you don't hear anything like you just go and you are the one of the only people I would hear (laughs) go Kim Oh, I love it. That just gave me goosebumps. I love it. Also, let's I should start keeping track of how many times I say that sentence. That just gave me goosebumps. Ooh, I have chills. Because I noticed it yesterday when I was recording an episode with him. I'm like, I said it probably four times. Mm-hmm. But I just get excited for things. Yeah, so it's not a bad thing. I should have like a little swear jar, but like a goosebump jar <laughs> anytime I say it. Right. But I feel like I will get them a lot with this because this is one special human being. And I am so blessed to have him here. I haven't seen him since he grad well oh no we ran into oh, each yeah. other the, at the races yeah we did a race like i think it was just a year after i graduated mm-hmm. so it's probably been like five six years five so years crazy. maybe yeah so wild but we reconnected excuse me on instagram and he was the first person i thought of <laughs> to do this particular episode about transitioning into new life chapters because again i really cared about this once kid teenager and um, I enjoyed seeing his journey in life and as he got older and the things he did. And one of my students, this is a student-inspired podcast, asked if I could do an episode on the life transitions and specifically like eighth grade going into high school, how to prepare for that. Um, and I thought of him because he just has a really great story, very powerful. So we're just going to get kind of right into it. All right. Sounds good. So my first kind of prompting segue, mm-hmm. think back to your eighth grade year if yeah. you can. Not god-awful long ago. But um, what was that? Do you remember what you felt before you went into high school? Like, what were you going through? Yeah, so it was like, it's like what I'm sure everyone feels. It's like you don't know. Like, you have no idea. It's a completely different environment. You go from the top of the food chain of middle school right back down to the bottom. Um, I remember, because, uh, like, really I only knew kids from the next class up. Like, mm-hmm. when I was a seventh grader, I knew some of the eighth graders, and so I knew, um, I would know a few of them going into that, but I had no idea about any of the other older kids, mm-hmm. and it was, it was kind of, you know, it was, like, kind of nerve-wracking, you didn't, 
Yeah, no, you went to Wentzville Middle. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Um, yes, I did. Okay, Wentzville Middle School is where yeah. he went. Yep. Yep. So I just went right down the street to Holt, and mm-hmm. then, um, I mean, yeah, I didn't know what to expect. Um, but something that really helped me, I feel like, is um, tr- trying out for sports. So one thing I would say for the eighth graders now is don't be afraid to new or try new things. Um, that's probably the number one way you're going to meet people aside from just classes because there are classes you take like like the extra classes um you'll have a ton of like upperclassmen in like you'll be a freshman you'll probably have a class with the senior and stuff but mm-hmm. um yeah I would say just don't be afraid to try new things like for me it was sports I know hold offers like a bunch of different clubs and you know there's band as well um but yeah that's other than that, I was just nervous. I didn't yeah. know what to expect. Do you feel like – I always wonder this as a teacher of middle school students today because, you know, every teacher is kind of in their own little world mm-hmm. at school. Like, we don't even really get many opportunities to branch out and, like, know exactly what all the guidance counselors do and what admin goes through and what a science teacher goes through, you know. So I am always curious from a student's perspective. Like, did you feel that middle school genuinely prepared you – for high school um a little bit in the sense like you know they get you used to like transitioning from cla- class to class because it's like in elementary school you're just in one class the mm. whole time mm-hmm. so um like the block scheduling kind of yeah. thing yeah but i mean the high school is so much bigger than the middle school because i because in middle school I'm, if i remember correctly you were just in like one hallway yep like, you had teams yeah did you have that mm-hmm. back in the day yeah yep and then um high school like you could have a class on one end of the whole place and then got to go to the other end for another class. But, um, I would say, I would say it, it prepared you as much as it could with what like middle school setup offers. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it's hard to be prepared for something that's completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, for kids that are nervous about it, I'd say just, just, just go about it. Like, like you would with middle school, essentially Mm -hmm. like, just once you have your class schedule I would recommend going to the school before before the school starts and kind of mapping a route for how you're going to get yes. around because that really helped me a lot I bet again Holt is huge I remember even when I I mean North Point High School is really big and that's my side of town now that I'm at but like I remember I taught at Wentzville Middle first and I coached at Holt and I felt that same way even just as a professional there like woof Holt is huge, and I do want to make, it's not a joke, but, like, kind of laugh a comment that he made about, you know, in high school, you may have one class on one side of the building, and then it's your next class is miles away at the total opposite (laughs) end. For those middle school students, this is for you, you lazy bums getting to class late and all the tardies you get because you're slow poking your way in the hallway. You got to shift that. (laughs) Start start getting your practice in now to walk quicker. They're like, I had to go to the bathroom, or like, I, I can't walk that fast. I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> Better so learn to hold it. No, yep, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's so true. So I'm glad you made that comment, because truly, middle school students, that is a big wake-up call. Like, your schedule is going to be all over the building, and so like he just said, getting there before school starts, mapping out your route, I love that so much. Did you use lockers? Um, yeah, we did have a locker. I don't I don't think I ever really used one mm-hmm. um, unless I needed to put something in there for like after school activity or something. But yeah. I don't think I ever really used my locker just because 
again, you don't have a lot of time. Right. So I, I'm pretty sure in middle school I would go to my locker, like, between classes. But in middle school, do you carry your backpack? You know, they do now they since do now. COVID. Because whenever COVID hit and we came back to school, they didn't want people – we had to be six feet apart, right. so you couldn't be sitting smushed, smushed in between at locker. So we we just still haven't used them. Yeah. Since. So yeah, that's that's a big thing, then because you can carry your backpack everywhere with you. So which is nice. Yeah. So I mean, you don't really need the locker. Unless, yeah. Unless again, you need to you have something for mm-hmm. maybe after school or something. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Another thing I thought of thinking about this eighth grade transition. So you had said something powerful when we were messaging on Instagram about, like being shy and if you have a personality Mm -hmm. like that it might be harder for people like that obviously going into a new transition so kind of elaborate on how you spoke about that yeah so the transition from eighth grade to high school it's the pool of students just gets much much larger so um i said it's kind of like an opportunity to rebrand yourself Mm. because i can think of like so many people who are the quietest kid ever in middle school and then they were like the most outgoing people in high school Mm. just because um they really took that opportunity to because there's so many kids that don't know that you were that shy kid in middle school Mm -hmm. so i mean it's it's the perfect opportunity to if you are looking to maybe be more confident or go more more outgoing um it's it's a great time too because I i know a lot of times there's kids that are shyer that are worried that they'll get judged for mm-hmm. you know being outgoing or like and, won't have anybody that accepts them. right and but that's kind of what you know the risk you just got to take and it, truly like if you are just a nice fun outgoing person you'll be loved like mm. by everyone i love that like no one hates a like a nice friendly person it's true that is true y'all can act like you do but you don't yeah however when i was in high school (laughs) unless they're like the over the top extra annoying yes (laughs) yes i remember my mom telling me this just made me think of it when i was in high school i'm just such an empath and empathetic human being Mm -hmm. and like i feel bad for people if i feel like they're Mm -hmm. an outcast and i remember even when i was a senior like I had my table at lunch to sit at, but if I saw anybody sitting by themselves, mm-hmm. like, I always tried to make an effort to go sit with them, and I remember telling my mom that one time in high school, and she was like, honey, that's sweet, and she's like, but just food for thought, you know, some people like to sit by themselves, true. so Very like, true. and she's like, and you're a lot. And there's, <laughs> nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that you made that point. There's yeah. nothing wrong with wanting that. Because I... I get the same way. Like, sometimes I just want to eat, don't talk to anyone. (laughs) Like, just, yeah. Who, paint me a picture of who you were in eighth grade. Like, I knew you only your junior and senior year of high school. Like, who were you? What were you like personality-wise when you were younger than that? Oh, I was like a super cringy, (laughs) like, annoying kid, for sure. (laughs) Cringy? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I was probably loud, like, screechy. Really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I feel like you were so calm-natured oh. when I knew you. Yeah, that, that came with, like, getting a little older, I guess. But, no, eighth grade, I was a spaz. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, you know, that's what I did. Like, I was, like, shy. I was, like, put on, like, a character. Like, that's kind of what it was. Like, I would just, like, be, like, a just crazy little kid. And, but, like, being truly who you are, like, that's what I was more shy about. So it, it did help me, like, my freshman year, because I tried out for soccer. So soccer had, like, the summer tryouts mm-hmm. the year before you started. Yeah. 
And so that's how I met a lot of the upperclassmen. And so that goes back to my point. If you if you're looking to meet older kids, like can maybe get a new friend group or something, like meet new friends, it's hold I know hold offered like a ton of summer activities, clubs, um, things you can do and that mm-hmm. really helped me meeting all those guys because then they introduced me to their friends and mm-hmm. it's just kinda you know, like building those yes. relationships and connections. Yep. I had that same experience. I did cross country in the fall and that eighth grade summer going into high school, that saved so much stress. Mm-hmm. Just meeting those new people and mm-hmm. like you just felt accepted. Yeah. Not rejected, like And you see like in the movies, like the stereotypical like upperclassmen, like they're they're so intimidating and stuff and it's really not that bad. Mo- yeah. the majority of them are just super just cool and mm-hmm. laid back, but yeah, that's good. So then when you say that you were like cringy and a spaz, <laughs> did you take like did you take your grade seriously in middle school, eighth grade specifically? Um Yeah, I, I did. Um because my parents were like always on me about it too. Like mm-hmm. my mom if if I if that report card came in and it wasn't looking good, I would hear about it. Yeah. So I mean they, they did help me in that aspect. Um and and I was always like friends with some of the smarter kids yep so they helps me a lot too which is a strategy yeah by the way it is a very good strategy especially (laughs) for next year like those ap classes oh my gosh Mm. shout out to jake tompkins because (laughs) i would have failed chemistry so hard oh i sucked at chemistry (laughs) that is one thing that never clicked with me i would have failed hard if i didn't have that guy Mm. next to me (laughs) shout out jake i love that i'm just kind of off topic he's Mm -hmm. getting married and I'm the best man in his wedding. No! Yeah. Congrats, Jake! Yeah. Oh my gosh, he may not remember me. Maybe you do. Congratulations! Oh, he, he does. I, I told him that. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so exciting. Yeah, so it'll be December of next year. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, winter weddings are so amazing. Yeah, because I really wanted that. Spe- they might have done it earlier, but they really wanted this specific place, and that was like one of the first times they could get it. But yeah. A little off topic, but no, yeah. No, but that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Are you, no so you guys are still besties oh yeah you guys were super tight in high school talk to him like every day did he go to Wentzville Middle with you um I think he did we weren't friends in middle school so I didn't Mm. I didn't really we didn't really talk it was really um sophomore year um when we were doing track Mm -hmm. because because I was always competitive like super competitive in track Mm and (laughs) I noticed I had some competition with him oh yeah and so I was like and I always embraced that so I was one day I just like said said what's up to him and yep. and I remember like we were maybe friends for like a month and then I invited him to go to the lake with my family like mm. the Ozarks mm-hmm. and he came down and it was awesome and you were like sup enemy yeah I was like this guy's all right let's be friends I'm gonna trip you while you're racing <laughs> yeah. so I can be because <laughs> you guys were pretty neck and neck with, yeah like, it was your for times a, and yeah everything. we would like like every year it was back and forth like one of us would have the better time and not and then that last year we made it to state finals mm-hmm. together and it was awesome because my sophomore the four by four? it was so we each made it in the open 400 oh that's okay yeah yeah i have the i, I actually recently rewatched that video and mm. you can hear yourself in <laughs> <laughs> i have got to see this yeah, you have to you. send it I'll to sh- me yeah i'll show you later <laughs> it's awesome but, uh, that's so funny i love it yeah so eighth grade school was important to you parents were on you about that um you were cringy and a spaz. Yeah, and I, I would say for any other younger middle schoolers watching this, like, 
take the grades seriously just because it only like not to be the bearer of bad news it only does get harder Mm -hmm. um so it's good to build those habits and that discipline um and even if you're not motivated to do it like you don't want to do like no one wants to do it right but it's it's all about discipline discipline over motivation i always say like if you're disciplined you will do it you don't need the motivation Mm -hmm. even though as much as it helps but it's good to build those habits Mm -hmm. just because it'll only help you like i know it can sometimes be seen as the cool thing to not care but right in the real world <laughs> the, you need the, to care the successful people cared yeah oh, i love that yeah. that just gave me goosebumps where's my goosebump <laughs> yeah, jar? It jar it did that was so powerful and i i um had reached out to a couple of other like current freshmen in high school like their parents and asked their parents to like talk to those kids and you just said something that kind of made me remind or reminded me of um I had these students last year in eighth grade. They're freshmen now. Shout out to you girls, you three, um, for giving your feedback on this. And one of the pieces of advice that they gave that, again, they're freshmen right now, so they just went through this transition or are currently going through it. They said the same thing, like, if you didn't care before about your middle school grades, start caring now because high school is very serious in that realm. And um, another piece of advice that one of the girls gave was, have a planner or have some type of like organization system because you do have a lot of work and to keep yourself did you have a planner i didn't but that is something that i would say i wish i did Mm. work on Mm -hmm. i can only see that as being super helpful Mm -hmm. um because you'll get home and you have like so much like you have homework for so many different classes and you can't remember like is this due tomorrow but yes yeah i wish i did build like a planning Yes, uh, and what didn't habit? I remember when I was in middle school and even like elementary school. I don't remember high school doing this, but in middle school they gave us like the school gave us a school issued planner. Mm-hmm. And did you guys have I that? Do, I do remember that in middle school. I can't remember if they gave that in high school. Um, I can't remember. I, I only remember, remember in middle school because the front cover was like one of those things you scratch. Yes, I was just thinking that <laughs> yeah. in my brain. I literally just kind of went like this with my hands, yeah. remembering the yeah. same thing. That's so funny. It was like holographic or right. whatever. Oh, yeah. They were so fun. Yeah. yeah. So get a planner. Uh, start now. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. And, again, just know that it really doesn't get any easier. And that's not bad news. It's realistic. That's real life and super important. And I remember that being really helpful when I was in high school. I had a planner. Mm-hmm. I was pretty psychotically organized. That's good. Yeah. That's good can be it can be for sure Mm -hmm. so when you were in high school now let's kind of talk about your peer group not high school sorry one more question about eighth grade Mm -hmm. let's talk about your social life like did you would you say truly like no shame did you feel like you were popular kind of average like you had you were comfortable I feel like me being like more crazy and outgoing helped me like like I feel like more people did know who I was Mm -hmm. um and also, I was on the eighth grade basketball team, which is... It's a big deal. It's a big deal. That's a freaking big deal. <laughs> that is a huge deal, yeah. dude. And, like, there's a few guys on there who are still some of my best friends today. Mm. Like, I talk to them every day. Who? Give them a shout out. Do uh, I know Mike, Mike Gomsky. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know him. He, he went to Holt. Um, Alex Kimball, he didn't go to Holt. He went to Timberland. Okay. Trader. <laughs> the ultimate trader. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And then Neil Thomas, you probably don't know him either. He Mm-mm. he uh, moved to Illinois for his high school years, but he's back now. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone 
else that was on there? I'm sorry if I forget anyone. Uh, right. Don't be offended. It was a while ago. <laughs> That's awesome that you remember, like, you still have those connections. And seriously, we're not being sarcastic. I know I obnoxiously laugh, but eighth grade basketball and, like, cheer and palms is the it thing <laughs> in middle school. We just finished tryouts for basketball, so they just got their teams picked and cheers and palms, and it's really cute. Like, you can just kind of feel that camaraderie awesome. already for them. Yeah. And I coached it. I coached middle school basketball, mm-hmm. and the anxiety that I had as a coach because of how intense, mm-hmm. it's like, it is. It's the big yeah. thing of middle school. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so many people come. They sell out Yeah, it's the crazy. It, it is crazy. It's like, a lot of pressure. The parents are screaming and everything. Like. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a lot. I had to, like, say at my parent meetings, Y'all are Relax. sitting opposite of me. You're not talking to me during the game. They get intense. Yeah. Basketball parents calm down. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so continue. It was, that was the it thing. You did basketball, so that helped your peer group. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say um, I was like better well known. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I didn't really think of it like that. Like, I tried to be as like, I, I didn't let that give me an ego. Like Which I, is amazing. Yeah. I tried to not let like, always try to get a like have a level head because mm-hmm. um, I, I that always bothered me when people like yeah people think they're like too good for others and stuff but I actually have another random question uh-huh. kind of a, 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 a tangent in an opposite uh-huh. direction but it piggybacks off of this topic mm-hmm. because tryouts did just end and we have people on the team mm-hmm. did, have you ever not made a team have you ever been cut um, from something uh, so not like school wise, but like, I I've tried out for like select basketball teams, like club basketball, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's been teams I did not make. How um, was that like when you were a kid? How did you kind of cope through that rejection feeling? Um, you know, it sucked, but my parents were really good at like reinforcing the idea to just try again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's very important. Um, I always like anyone who's succeeded has failed more times than you have so like that's what i yeah that's what i've always thought um because the people who are really successful at whatever they do they've tried and tried and tried and that's what i think is really important i love that like that resilience piece yeah you know i always have track and cross country were the main things that i coached and we really don't cut people from those sports i mean i i I end up cutting people like way after tryouts because they're just not there for the right reasons but Mm -hmm. like kids know that they're not going to get cut or they're mm-hmm. not not good enough kind of a thing but like with basketball or cheer and palms or you know other soccer like things like that I know a lot of kids right now at our schools are kind of going through that and I have an extra soft spot yes I'm empathetic just as it is so it breaks my heart to see people like not get chosen for things right but I just know my brother went through that um and he I don't know his story verbatim but like his freshman year of high school he tried out for basketball mm-hmm. And all of his best friends did as well, and they all made it, and he didn't, and he kind of fell onto a bad path because of it. So I just am extra like, oh, I just yeah, feel like so you gotta bad. know it's not the end of the world. Um, and I mean for the younger people, like that's why I encourage trying out young. Like mm-hmm. don't wait. You know, it's important to realize like this is something else I message you about, but don't think you have enough time, mm. um, because that time will fly by so quick. And that's always just like an excuse I told myself too sometimes with certain things like, oh, I don't need to try this. I can do it 
mm-hmm. later. Like I can do it next year. You know, there's always next year. And I, I'm encouraged if you want to do something like do it now. Mm. Um, because even for the younger kids, if you do get cut, you know, there is next year and that gives you a lot of time to work on what you were not the best at and mm-hmm. try again next year. Absolutely. In the beauty of like in high school, in the fall, for example, there's multiple sports going on. So I know that can be conflicting because some athletes want to do two things in right. the fall, like their favorite sports, but oh, yeah. they it, have to pick. Yes. It always bothered me There's because uh, track was in the spring and we always had like these super crazy good fast athletes that would do baseball. Yes. I was like, you can do it. Like, oh, no, you just want them. I know. Yeah. And we can like as coaches, we can always say like, yeah, you can try both. Like we'll work with you. But once you get into the heart of the season, it's so difficult mm-hmm. to – and it it's it, it can hurt the kid if they're mm-hmm. doing too much. And you did soccer and track. Those are your main things. Mm-hmm. And basketball you did too. Yeah. And I love that you are such a versatile athlete because a lot of kids will just hone in on one thing, mm-hmm. which there's nothing wrong with. I mean, you can yeah. become an expert in that skill, but, like, it's better for your body to train right. in multiple different ways. Yeah, and I, I had the advantage of, like, my parents were both like really good athletes like my mom so like basketball my mom was a basketball player in college at umsel oh my gosh and my dad was um a soccer player in college at umsel wow. so that's where they met and um but yeah so they had me in sports from a very young age and so i know that gives an advantage to a lot of kids versus mm-hmm. like someone who's never played before and but still just go try out yeah especially like if you're a freshman because they have the freshman team and um if you know if you don't think you're good enough for JV or varsity yet it's a mm-hmm. perfect time to to learn yes that's what we try to teach like i teach seventh grade team sports and i always <laughs> try to remind them of those things you know like you know we try to do we kind of adopted like a new concept of how we want to organize our team sports classes this year with seventh grade particularly and so we do like if we do like a football unit you know we the day one of that unit we do tryouts and we just do mm-hmm. like three little skills whatever right. And me and the other coach just kind of assess them on a scale of one to five, just want what we observe. And it's a class. It's nothing crazy. But it's just to prepare them. Like, you're going to either be on, like, a varsity team or a JV team for the football unit. And we try to just coach them on, like, don't feel rejected if you're on the JV team. And don't don't be overbearing and cocky if you make the varsity team sports team. It's just cool. But it's going to prepare you for that real life. Like, and – being on JV is still being on the team. You didn't get cut, you know, or the freshman team. So just trying to train them right. to adopt that mentality. <laughs> so, like, that advice that you're giving is so powerful. You did a lot of things in middle school that kept you socially engaged. Mm-hmm. That helped you. And then you did soccer. You did summer activities leading into high school. And, guys, like he said, um, if sports are not your thing, that's okay. High school offers so many different clubs and extracurricular activities, band, music, um, they have, like, marching band yeah. in high school. I am not a band person. Not by choice, by the way. I think you are the coolest people in the world. Yes, I was going to say that. <laughs> I did band in middle school, and I wish I would have stuck with it. Yeah, well, what did you do? I played the clarinet. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really cool. I just, like, oh, I was so lazy with, like, practicing. It was, too. And, yeah, and I wish I – because playing an instrument now mm. – 
when you're older, I don't know if it's still when you're younger, but when you're older, when you see someone can play like an instrument, it's really cool. You get goosebumps. Yeah, <laughs> you cool. do. You really do. It brings tears to my eyes yeah. watching like live mm-hmm. performances. God, I'm so emotional. I cry when I'm happy, <laughs> when I'm happy for people, when I'm sad, when I'm mad. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> I told him when he before he came here, I'm like, just prepare. I'm an emotional human being, so <laughs> don't panic if I start getting emotional. No, that's so true. So get involved. Um, if you don't even know where to start with that, I think that's a big question that a lot of kids would have is, you know, what do I get involved with? You know, I think they have days, like, they have freshman-specific days before school starts, I think. Oh, really? Something like that. It might That might be a new thing where it's like a freshman walkthrough, just like sixth graders did. Oh, no. I know what you're talking about. Right? Yeah, do you remember do. what it's called? I do not I think it's like just freshman orientation. Or, yeah, it's, that's right. Orientation. So freshmen take advantage of that. Incoming or eighth graders who are going into high school definitely do that. And that's where you ask all the questions. So I'm a cycle organized person. So I would make a list of questions if I were you just so you don't forget and take it with you on those <laughs> days if you can make it. But admin will be there. And, you know, North Point admin in particular, they are incredible. All the ones that work there are just amazing people. So safe and comfortable to talk to they're just normal people like us like they're very welcoming so just make a list of questions you have ask those questions and if you don't know where to start that's the perfect place to start is asking questions would be my advice on that it's been a minute since i've been in high school but just ask questions um okay so now we're in high school we're taking cam back to his high school days (laughs) so he said he was you know in the very beginning of this episode you mentioned like yes it was normal you were nervous very normal um, what obstacles do you remember specifically facing your freshman year? Um, oh boy. Um, like with in school mm-hmm. wise? Yeah, um, high school. I mean, there was always the classes that I didn't like. Um, I had to, I had to work a little harder on certain classes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it goes back to building that discipline of, you want to start early, like build a routine, mm. like because the more you more you do something over and over, then the easier it's going to become to do. And um, so I'd say with people that are struggling with classes, just build that routine. Go home, do your homework. I know some days I would just come home, forget it. Mm-hmm. I'm just I want to do my own thing for a little bit. It gets really late. I still have to do it. Stay up late. It just mm. just get your stuff done right away. Yeah. Um, While you're still in the headspace of right. school, kind of. I I'd say, because I, I was always like, because um, I I tried to be outgoing mm-hmm. my freshman year, and I did meet like because like I said, with there you'll have classes with upperclassmen, and so like I met a lot of guys that were older than me who I still know today um, mm-hmm. through some of the classes. Um, I'd say one of the other obstacles was just kind of like finding a place to fit in because I feel like I was almost like a people pleaser where like I'd want to be like liked by everybody yeah right and so I'd do like like I'd have all do all these different things like have different personalities almost like Mm -hmm. behave differently around and that's just it's kind of lame in the end like it's just be yourself and Mm -hmm. if people don't like you that's what it is like Mm -hmm. accepting that yeah I uh I got all these quotes. I like saw this quote it. the other day. It was like, it's like you could be like the sweetest peach on the tree, 
but some people just don't like peaches. Yep. And it's like, yep, it's so true. Yeah, it's like, so don't waste time. That I feel like people are pressured by the older people to kind of, like, I, I want them to like me. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Because like, when you get older, because, like, I feel like in high school, like, there's this hierarchy between the classes. Like, oh, they're a year older than me. They're, like, like better than me. And then, like, when you get older, like, you know, you, you, you'll work with people who are, like, 20 years older than you. Yeah. And it's like. Well, and I'm even just for reference, like, in a way, there was hierarchy when I was coaching you. You know, right. like I was your coach, you were a right. student athlete, but now look at us six years later, <laughs> right. like we're buddies sitting on right. my balcony, never in a million years thought that would happen. Yeah. You know, like that, that, that does go away. Yeah. Staying, just staying true to yourself is one of the bigger, biggest things you can mm-hmm. do, I'd say. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that I struggled with. I think like self-discovery too, like yeah. especially your freshman oh, year, yeah. Yeah. a lot of you may not know who you are yet and that's also very normal you know yeah and like with identity right like we struggle with identity and for example like cam and i when we went into high school at way different times in life um he did soccer so like he kind of his identity was a soccer athlete probably right Right. away when he went into high school so that was like a nice transition for you i was a runner at a cross country um but if you don't find a niche right away that's, that might be scarier for you yeah. it's very normal and again that's just where you ask those questions and you mm-hmm. you kind of have to soul search and ask yourself like what are things that I like like what clubs would I might be interested in mm-hmm. you know and another thing this is actually really cool you guys didn't do this at Holt but yeah. um we're trying to get all the high schools to do this in middle schools but at our middle school we do this thing we just started last year when we opened called den time because mm-hmm. we're the grizzlies mm-hmm. um and it's not a class where we grade the kids on anything. It's just every Monday for like 45, 50 minutes, um, the kids get to pick kind of like a club. And the teachers offer a bunch of different clubs. Like it's oh. just whatever we want to yeah. do. I mean, there's literally anything. There's a finance class, which, again, I want to take with these kids. Like, take that. Amazing. Like, I swear that is one of the most yes. important skills you will need when you're mm. older. And like, I still need it, and I'm almost 32. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like they have – life skill things they have just like board games puzzles they have a running a walking club they have like a pe game like it's all just anything you can think of it's awesome um and it the whole purpose of it again it's not graded it's just to get kids it kind of, i think in my opinion it's a kind of a good segue into high school life because yeah. sixth graders seventh and eighth grade do it mm-hmm. and they're merged so you have sixth seventh and eighth graders yeah. all in those groups and you get to meet like-minded people and that's just like what high school will be yeah i'd say that's a really really good thing to do then um, yeah especially because you'll have those connections into the older classes um going into it mm-hmm. so that that would probably make the transition a little bit easier mm-hmm. definitely so think whatever if you're a middle schooler at North, North Point in particular listening to this, like think about what group you're in. Build those connections now because you'll still see familiar faces. Like if you're a sixth grader in with an eighth grader, like you'll see them in high school someday. They'll be a junior when you're a freshman, you know, and you, you'll always remember that you guys connected over walking club or there's like a Taylor Swift, a Swifty <laughs> club. It's so funny. I love it One so much. One of my best friends is a big Swifty. I love it. Yeah. It's so cute. So... Yes, I just wanted to capitalize on that with what you said. Just kind of like the identity, self-discovery, like try new things, be open-minded. And if you don't know where to start, soul search first and find at least – think of one thing that really interests you. And if it's banned, go for all the things. Yeah. I don't know. That's You just said that, and that made me think about done time. Right. So that's very true. Great advice. Um, 
Okay, so now let's kind of think more. Let's as you're kind of growing through your high school years. So mm-hmm. now we're no longer freshmen, Cam yeah. Weezy. We're getting older. Um, talk about your evolution, just through high school in general. The hard things, good things. Okay. Um, so one of the things that sometimes I'll think about where I'm just like, why did I do that? Um, I think it was like my sophomore year maybe, and it was with social media. So. Mm. Twitter was kind of still relatively new for younger kids. Mm-hmm. Like this was like 2014. And so I was an <clears throat> idiot on Twitter. Like I would cuz again, this is me when with like, you know, um I was a cool kid. I had a little more confidence being friends with all these upperclassmen and stuff and mm-hmm. and I would like like be involved with I wouldn't start it all the time <laughs> but yeah. i would be involved with like drama on twitter yeah and like peer drama like yeah. at whole particularly for yeah example. in other schools like okay some of it was like it was mostly with like sports like okay. after like a football game or a hockey yeah, game like or talking smack something yeah a yeah. lot of smack talking and um that caused like people to hate me <laughs> at Holt, like, no, like others, all over the place other schools specifically like, oh my gosh but um that is one thing i would say recommend to just be like cautious with is because you can build like a bad rep quickly on social media especially nowadays with how quickly you can go viral like mm-hmm. tiktok wasn't even a thing when i was younger it was vine yeah but um that's something i would advise like that's just the first thing that comes to mind i would advise against being an idiot on social <laughs> media <laughs> i my students will take well to that because i'm like are you being an idiot yeah. Don't be an idiot today. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like, jokingly, obviously. Yeah. But I use that term quite a lot. Me too. Because look at this. This is true. Like, he's admitting I was and an I, idiot. Yeah, and I learned really quickly from that. And it was like, I got humbled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was good. I needed it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so, I only used that as I got older. Especially because sophomore year, I was an older kid. Because my birthday's in July. So, mm-hmm. I was always... I always started the year at that age. Most people turn throughout the year. So, okay. like, sophomore year, I, I was going in 16. So, mm-hmm. I could drive. I was one of the first people I could drive. And so, the so, coolest sophomore. Yeah, one of the coolest <laughs> guys around. Because of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had the car. And so, I say that because once you can drive, you'll. that's when me and my friend group started hanging out with groups from other schools. Mm-hmm. And, um, Which is fun. Yeah. I and that's, that, too. That's one of the other... That's one of the benefits of social media connection is you can meet people from other schools and um, mm-hmm. build your friend group that way. But um, sophomore year, I'd say, I'd say the, I'd say the level of difficulty from, for high school, freshman is the easiest. Yeah. So, new 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 goers, you don't got a whole lot to worry about like school wise. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean don't take it serious. Right. Because still take it serious, but. It gives you time to prep for the years that are like coming up next, because mm-hmm. because um, you know they have like the levels they have like chem mm-hmm. two or whatever and yeah. stuff and uh, so sophomore year was probably the next difficult, and then I would say junior year was probably the hardest in terms of school like academics yeah slapped you in the face I'd, junior year the the I remember it being like a really heavy class load mm. Um, mm-hmm. it's like it's like you're getting to that time where you're peaking in all of the different class subjects mm-hmm. like you'll have the hardest government class you'll have the hardest <sighs> chem class yep um, senior year was it wasn't 
easy, but it was a lot easier than junior year, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Just because, I agree. Because you're getting towards the end of, like, finishing your credit requirements, and mm-hmm. so you can take a few classes to, like, you can take, like, an extra gym class or mm-hmm. something. But um, that's what I'd say the level of difficulty is for yeah. the I agree. Uh, I absolutely agree with that. I remember that being the same way. I remember taking my senior year, I took weightlifting and I failed weightlifting because I couldn't squat properly and I wasn't, I guess, being helped. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I hurt my knees really bad, so I literally couldn't finish the class and I couldn't do cross. It was horrible. I think it was my senior year, but um, I had to switch classes and do a new elective and I just took PE again because I loved it. And I had... A bunch of freshmen in that class. I'm pretty sure I was a senior that year. So it was like all these freshman kids, <laughs> the senior that failed weightlifting, and then like all of the the druggies, I guess you would say, just like the, the kids that have that reputation of like right. making bad decisions. But it was still to this day, I am in my early 30s, and I remember that class. It was one of the funnest <laughs> non-judgmental classes I've ever been in. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, like this is embarrassing. Right. I'm a senior and I'm with these like babies. I kind of had this like crappy attitude mm-hmm. about it. And then, oh my gosh, like I'm associating with like a bad crowd of people. But it was the best. Oh my gosh. it was. <laughs> I made so many new friends. It was the coolest thing. It was awesome. Yeah. That's the, the joy of like the setup where you can just meet people you wouldn't normally like associate with. Yep. And have that open-mindedness mm-hmm. to doing that, not just being set on your only friend group that you had. That was another thing that just made me think, sorry to interrupt no, no, you're good. your flow. Um, the girls that I, that gave me some advice that are current freshmen, um, said something along the lines of, I wish I had it written down. I, I just escaped my mind. What were you just talking about? Open-mindedness. Oh, like don't hold on to grudges from eighth grade. Oh yeah. Like, squash the beef and if you don't squash it like if there's never a moment for you to squash the beef with your friends in middle school before you go to the next chapter then just be big enough to like let it go right as best as you can I know that's more easier said than done of course but like that was a big thing the girl said was just let it go and move on like it's a whole new world when you get to high school like don't hold resentment or grudges I completely agree with that yeah Mm -hmm. um it's only going to help you in the long run like holding the grudge is just an extra worry you're mm-hmm. holding on to like it's just like extra baggage and the, it's pointless honestly yeah. especially when like especially at that age when you're so young holding on a grudge holding on to a grudge against someone you'll probably never talk to them mm-hmm. <laughs> again after high school like I can't even count the amount of people who like I had like a grudge against and Mm-hmm. never talk to him again yep. after high school yeah that's the truth i so mean it's I, like you'll never see him again exactly like you might be excuse me social media buddies but like you don't ever have to worry about that interaction or if you ever see him in public like you don't have to acknowledge right a problem you know i don't know but that that was it i remember her saying that or the girl saying that so i just wanted to touch on that so academics got a little bit harder which is to expect in high school as you progress senior year it is meant to be easier on you so that you can kind of have more of a fun and enjoyable last year hurrah of high school. Did you feel, so that kind of leads me to my next question for you, Mm -hmm. did you feel prepared for adult life after high school? Um, In in certain aspects, like, I feel like high school prepares you for, like, college classes, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's, like, very hard to prepare for, like, the 
like the life you'll be living because Mm -hmm. you know when you go to college you're buying your own groceries you're doing all of your own stuff you're doing your own laundry if you're not already doing that yeah start doing that yeah Uh, (laughs) learn now yeah dishes uh yeah um so i feel like it prepares you as much as you can for the academic portion of it but yeah just the the life portion it's it's uh it's like very different yeah kind of slaps you in the face at times and that also is dependent on like what home life we have like who if you have parents that are talking to you and kind of sharing with you what's to come and some kids just don't have that unfortunately like parents don't think to sit their kids down and say hey reality is going to hit you you know some parents don't have those heart to hearts with them and kids are so naive even more naive than what we already are Mm -hmm. going into the real world but like it you know that I know I want to acknowledge that too that not all of us have a wonderful background of loving caring consistent parents um and you're seen like you're seen we understand that and that's when I think those of you who have that situation just ask more questions um and don't be afraid to ask Mm -hmm. for help so um so where did you go? What was your, how did you select colleges? Did you want to go to college? Like, let's dive into that part of your All right. life. <laughs> Sip of water for this one. Yeah. So, um. I'm totally taking your glass of water. Go for it. <laughs> I, Thank you. I, uh, I was not prepared for college at all. Like, I, I was just, you know, my mom really tried to, tried to prepare me as much as she could, but. I was just not ready. Like, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like, zero idea. Zero clue. And I was like, I'll just go. So, freshman year, I went to Mizzou, University of Missouri in Columbia. And I roomed with Jake Tompkins. Mm-hmm. He, was my, he was my roommate. We, we had, like, a suite. So, it was, like, our dorm mm-hmm. and then a bathroom that connected into another, another, yeah. another dorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, I'll just, take, I'll just take some basic, like, business classes, basic psychology class. Um, just like a bunch of basic classes to see if I really find what I want to do. And I also, so at the time, (laughs) I don't know if she's going to watch this or not, but I had a, uh, I had a girlfriend. So Mm -hmm. she was like my most serious girlfriend. Was the high school, like, weren't you dating her in high school? Yeah. 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 Right. Her name's Avery. I'll I'll name drop her. We're we're on great terms. We still talk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Her her mom's like really good friends with my mom still. Yeah. We're, we're, we're on good terms. It was, it's fine. Um, but I had a really like serious girlfriend at the time and I think that was part of my decision to go to Mizzou. I was going to ask that. Okay. Along with like, you know, I, I loved Jake so much. Like he's yeah. my best friend. I was like, I'll just go where he goes. It'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, hey, that's common. Yeah. And um, so I did not know what I wanted to do. Um, on the on the living aspect of it, I feel like I transitioned all pretty good. Like I, I got good at like doing all my own laundry. Um, you know, I was, had a normal eating schedule, sleeping schedule. Um, but it was just like, I, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if, if you have any questions, feel free to cut me off. Cause yeah, I'm yeah. just going to kind of go for it. Go. Yeah, of course. Um, like with the story, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so about at the end of the semester, my grades were good. Like I, I was doing all my work. I was getting by fine. And, um, and then the end of the semester I was like thinking, 
I don't know if this is the place for me. Like, I was like, I don't know if I love this so much. I was, so I was always, a, like, a bad student. Like, I had good grades, but, like, you know, it was a lot of, like, last-minute stuff. A lot of, like, just winging it mm-hmm. on the fly. And um, and so at the end of it, I was like, I just don't really know if I want to do school right now. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to my mom and she was like man maybe give it another try we'll, we'll see after the semester I was like all right and so next semester I actually in February I'm so sorry Avery I end up mm-hmm. <laughs> breaking up with Avery just because mm-hmm. I was like having like a lot of like existential like stuff like crisis like I was like I really don't know what I want to do like I have no idea where I'm going I'm kind of just like like what's my purpose yeah living in limbo mm-hmm. um I don't know if I want to pursue a degree that I'm not going to actually get a job for. And and so broke up with girlfriend and then I had friends who went to Missouri State in Springfield. Mm-hmm. And randomly one night I was like I was like do you, what I was like what if I came to Missouri State like for next year. Mm-hmm. They're like yeah, do it. I was like okay. And so like within like a, a couple weeks I planned out my next year I'm gonna go to Missouri State in Springfield mm-hmm. like change of scenery small a little bit smaller college um still very fun if if anyone's a senior considering uh, if, if you were considering Mizzou or most state they're both super fun it's very different atmospheres but they're both really cool cool um and I met some of the coolest people ever who I still talk to some of my best friends in Springfield mm-hmm. and so I'm room I don't know if you know Austin Hobbs I remember the name I don't yeah, remember he 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 kind of he did track i don't know if he was there for junior and senior year but he he kind of looked like me like everyone said we, we would lie and tell people we're cousins <laughs> that's funny people would believe it because we yeah. looked so much alike and um so i roomed with him we got like an apartment in springfield started going to classes next year jake was not happy yeah. I was. he was <laughs> like n- traitor yeah he was not happy at all he's like what are you thinking like what are you why are you doing this i was like i don't know man like this it's not working out right now i'm just i want to try something different and so Springfield is like where I started also like getting into more high risk activities like it's a good way of putting it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um I was drinking a lot more not well, I mean not really because I was still 20 and I looked super young so no one believed yeah like, yeah I had a fake ID and everything right and right no one believed it but yep um I started, you know, getting into some bad stuff, and my grades were falling a little bit behind. I didn't fail anything, but, you know, like, more into the Bs and Cs, mm-hmm. um, which is totally fine. Cs get, C's get degrees, <laughs> by the way. But, by the way. <laughs> so funny. Um, and then at the end, like, so the first semester goes by, I'm just, like, not feeling it. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, I really thought this would be good. <laughs> I, tell, I tell Hobbs my roommate mm-hmm. I was like I'm sorry man but this just isn't for me either like I'm mm-hmm. so sorry um so I moved back home and went went the my fourth semester at SCA St. Charles Community mm-hmm. College and that was fine moving back home really helped me because my mom like she's like one of the most disciplined people I know mm-hmm. like she helps me so much with like getting back into working out because I mm-hmm. I was kind of lingering off you know because I was always in super good shape. Mm-hmm. I uh, I took, like, working out very serious. 
And Sorry, I do want to interrupt real quick. Yeah, go ahead. So when you went to Mizzou, mm-hmm. didn't you walk on or didn't you try to do soccer or track there? I tried to walk on. So my so the summer after senior year, mm-hmm. I did summer track mm-hmm. to try and get my 400 time down a little. And mm-hmm. I managed to get it pretty quick just because that club summer track was different. Something, like yeah. It was like, no offense yeah. Tiernan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those workouts were, oh my God. Insane. Yeah. And, um, and I was just like at the peak or like right at the border of like the walk on time. Mm-hmm. And I contacted the coaches like a couple weeks, like it was my fault, like a couple weeks before the season started. And they're like, we're actually out of walk on spots. Mm. And I was like, I was kind of upset. But at the same time, I was like, I wouldn't get paid for it. It would be mostly just be like an experience. Mm-hmm. But, it, it sucked, but it was, like, it's fine. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't too upset about it. Mm-hmm. But, um... So once you stopped sports, kind of, it was... Were you able to still kind of work out and take care of yourself for a while? Or did that kind of... Was that the starting point of, like, eh? So Mizzou, I was actually still working out pretty consistently. They have great facilities. They, yeah. Mizzou's rec is Dope. insane. It's, yeah. like, I think the freshman... My freshman year was, like, it was ranked 2 in the nation Whew. behind the LSU, I think. But, um, wow. yeah, it's very impressive. They have a whole, like a giant Olympic sized pool Yep. and they have a track upstairs. And so me and my, me and Tompkins, me and Jake were, uh, pretty good at like getting each other to mm-hmm. go work out every day. And so that was fine. And, but then like most state, my third semester of school, that was when I was like slacking a little, like I was just like, I was just like very lost. That's I feel a good like way of putting it. like I didn't know what I wanted to do again, and so like I said, my fourth semester I moved back home and went to St. Charles and lived with my mom again, mm-hmm. which was awesome. I would say, unless you're like going to college, live with your parents as long as you can. Mm-hmm. Save money yep. as much as you can. Yep. Um, so many benefits to it. Very, and very smart. a better relationship with them. Yeah. So good. I agree. And she was really good. So she got me into, when I moved back, to CrossFit for a while. You did CrossFit? Yeah, I did I CrossFit. I know that. Isn't I was, amazing? Yeah. I, I did, like, the competitive CrossFit. I was pretty good, too. Um, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, and I wish I would have stuck with it. But, um, so that was fine. So, got back on track a little mm-hmm. um and then the summer going into my junior year I like injured myself really badly I don't even remember what I did and it's still messed up mm. to, the, to this day like was it from CrossFit do you remember I have no idea, no idea. like okay. one day it's so weird like one day I just woke up and my whole left side of my body was like aching my shoulder my rib cage my hips mm. and so I had no idea what was going on, and so I started working out a little, and it, it just, like, hurt so bad, and um, I could feel, like, air, like, in my chest, like, trapped, and I couldn't get it out, mm-hmm. and uh, so I went to the hospital, because at the time, like, it felt like I was, like, having a heart attack. I was Gosh. like, I was like, this is crazy. Like, what's going on? And so they did a bunch of tests. They're like, you look fine. Like, you're perfectly healthy. And you're like, uh, I begged it to I was like, I'm not, <laughs> and... So that's kind of what started me having troubles working out, mm-hmm. which was very depressing. Right. Like, because, like, the one thing that I 
like would do just and to, you felt really good at yeah and like I was really good yeah. at I couldn't do like mm. I couldn't do it anymore it just hurt so bad mm-hmm. I was really upset I couldn't like run very far mm. and then so I was like I was thinking in that summer I was like what do I want to do now and I was like I'll give school one more chance and so I went to Mizzou again oh did you <laughs> yeah I yeah. went back to Mizzou okay for my junior year and I lived with Tompkins again mm-hmm. I lived with Michael Gomsky who you said you don't remember but he he was like a really so he was and just fun just want to talk about him for yeah a second. he's he's a great guy he's one of the most disciplined awesome dudes I know like he's mm. on his stuff and he was a bigger guy in high school like mm-hmm. he'll admit he was like chunkier yeah but he was always really strong baseball player and now he runs marathons. Really? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yes. It's, cool. it's crazy to How see. How life but, yeah. changes. Yeah, it's awesome. And mm-hmm. So I lived with him. And then I lived with one of my other buddies. His name's Jake Cardwell. I don't know if... Yep, I remember him. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so great guy. Um, he's super fit now, too. I don't yeah. know if, like, like, he's big, like, very strong. Yeah? Good for and, him. Uh, yeah. And, and so that we were all in a house, like a little town home. And, again, I, I was stupid to go back. I was just, like, I don't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, at, by the end of the semester, I was just completely, like, cooked. Like, I was mm-hmm. done. I was, like, I can't do school. Like, I'm just. What made you kind of think to go back to Mizzou? Was it more of just the friends? Like, you just kind of wanted was to be a, lot a of, safe space with yeah, those people? I think it was. And just, like, the fear of being, like, of missing out on something. Yeah. FOMO, like, for sure. That's a thing. Yeah. Because, like, I was thinking I could always go later. But then I wouldn't have, like, friends to do it with. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was like, I'll give it one more shot. And it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I was terrible. Like, mm. that semester was, like, my worst. I think I failed a class, which I ne- it was my first class I had ever failed. It was Spanish. Oh. And, like, one of the moments I remember, because I was such a slacker for remembering when stuff was. Mm-hmm. Get those planners. Yes, right. Uh, <laughs> I remember I missed one of the classes before. I missed the previous class, and then the next class I go to, and she starts handing out tests, and I was like, oh, this is, this is game over. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, throwing it in. Yep, I just tried my best, turned it in. I think I got a D, but... Well, hey, <laughs> it didn't totally bomb. Passed below average. Yeah. But, um, no, and then at the end of the semester, I was just like, I'm done. I'm coming home. I'm just going to work. Mm-hmm. And um, so this was like maybe like 2020 I think COVID yeah yeah oh yeah that's right so I so I I dropped out of school but I stayed living there now mm-hmm. that you say that I, I remember I stayed living there and I worked at a gym so I, I was like mm. I'm gonna try and do something and so I worked at a gym um my junior year for the next for like what they what was their sixth semester I guess mm-hmm. and um it was cool. Like it was good. I was I was thinking about do, doing personal training, mm-hmm. as that as well. They had like a class for it. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit, and then the gym Ugh. the gym shut off, and so I I didn't have a job, and so now I was like, all right, I can't pay rent. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get someone to sign onto the lease. Yeah. And I'm just gonna move back home. And right, so keep going. Ignore good. this. We're fine on time. Okay. And so I did. I moved home. And I got a job at Schnucks in Wentzville mm-hmm. just to get something because they were one of, like a grocery store. They were still open. I was just yeah. like, well, I'll make some money. Um, and it was bo- so boring. I mm. was I was like the door person. 
Like, yeah. I greeted people at the door. I was just like, give me anything. God like, I'll, love ya. I'll do anything. And so yeah. I just was a door greeter. <laughs> One of the craziest <laughs> things, though. <laughs> I see this, like, this dude who was clearly on something. Mm. Walk in the door, like, wide-eyed, like, eyeing me. And I was like, what the heck? Like, hey, sir. <laughs> yeah, and so he walks by me. And I see him, like, he was in there for maybe five minutes. And he leaves out of the entrance door. And so, like... They're, we're told not to, if we think someone's stealing, don't intervene with it. Mm-hmm. And he leaves out the door that he came in, the entrance door. He has to physically pull it open because it doesn't have a sensor because it's an entrance door. Yeah. With this, like, 50-pound giant teddy bear. Oh, my gosh. In a shopping cart. It was, like, 300 bucks. <laughs> and he leaves with it. And I was like, that was so weird. And then I just see the manager fly out. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. But this is so wild. That was just a Snooks random. memes. Yeah, Snooks <laughs> memes. And, uh, and then I got, and then while working there, I actually got sick with COVID. And this was at the height of like all the scare. Like mm-hmm. no one really knew what it was at mm-hmm. the time. Like, so I was scared. I was Absolutely. like, I see people on the news are dying from this. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I threw, put in my two weeks and they're like, just don't even worry about it. You can just, mm. I was like, okay, cool. And so at the time, I was still sick and I didn't want to get a job and they were offering unemployment. And so mm-hmm. I took the unemployment benefits for a little and they, oh, they screwed me so hard because mm. they said I'm paying it back currently Yes. because they said that because I didn't wait for my final paycheck from Schnucks while receiving unemployment benefits that I was technically working while Gosh. receiving, un- I was technically employed while receiving unemployment Ugh. benefits. So I have to pay everything back, which sucks. But yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, (laughs) it's terrible. And so this was probably 2020 still. And so I was like, mom, I don't know what I should do now. I was done. I was like fine again, not sick anymore. And she was like, I have a guy, I have a friend who's owns a sales business selling internet and cable. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, fine. I'll do whatever. Like, I, again, I, I don't know what I want to do. I'll try anything. And so she's like, um, she hooks me up with the guy. And we have, an, like, a an FaceTime interview. It was pretty quick. He, he obviously, like, w- wanted an, another employee. And he, mm-hmm. he figured I would be the guy for it. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing it. And it, that was actually all right. It was very hard, though, because it was mm-hmm. strictly commission-based. And so if you're not working, you're not getting sales, you're not getting paid. Yeah. And so that was really hard, especially with like the increasing rent from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so my mom at the time, she got a new, she moved over to Illinois mm-hmm. with a friend. And so, and then at that time, my dad also had moved to Baldwin. Mm. And so I um, was like, all right, well, I don't want to move to either of those places yet, so I'll just get an apartment somewhere. And so I was apartment shopping, did it, got an apartment, like, off of um, off of Olive Boulevard mm-hmm. in Chesterfield. It was fine. It was, it was all right. The apartment was cool. I had a cool neighbor who I hung out with sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, getting that apartment was, like, one of my biggest regrets. I mm. should have just moved in with like asked a like I should have asked a friend or I should have just moved in with 
one of my parents because yeah. that was the biggest waste of money mm-hmm. ever, especially with like my inconsistent job at the time. Yeah. The stress. Right. And so I um, was super depressed. Oh, yeah. Like, to be honest, um, I was super lonely in my mm. apartment. Like, I didn't have a ton of people to talk to. And so that was like really hard for me. Um, especially with my parents being like far away mm-hmm. and, and all my friends being in school again. Mm-hmm. God damn it. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But, um, you're doing great. And I think every, I think everyone knew that too, which like, cause like people would reach out to me mm-hmm. and I really appreciated it. And I still remember who did and stuff. And, um, yeah, I was just, like, living really unhealthy, like, eating gas station food every day yeah. and doing a bunch of bad stuff, drinking every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, like, spiral down, like, just zero to 100, mm-hmm. completely different person. And I remember, like, one day I was just, like, looking in the mirror. I was like, it's like, what the hell happened? Mm-hmm. And I was like... I was like, I'm just not the person I once was. I have no idea what I want to do. Mm-hmm. God damn it. It's okay. <laughs> You're doing amazing. Yeah. And um, wasn't working out at all. Was like there'd be days I just didn't get out of bed. Like I'd mm. spend, spend the whole day in bed. Um, just doing a bunch of bad things. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you mind elaborating or just kind of mentioning specifically, like, yeah, what's like, bad? I was, what I was did just, like, getting high you? every day, yeah. like, smoking a lot of weed okay. every day, yeah, all day, every day, like, immediately wake up, yeah, like, make something small to eat, wouldn't eat for the rest of the day, mm. um, just, like, totally out of it, and, like, didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. That was really rough. Like, that was probably the hardest time I've ever had. Like, I was, like, really losing. (sighs) I was, like, losing myself. Like, Mm. the will to do anything, be anything. Mm. Um, But, thankfully, what helped a lot. My lease was up. I had no idea what I was going to do. My mom moved to Baldwin. Mm Mm-hmm. My mom moved to Baldwin, and so I moved in with her. She got me back on track. And Mm -hmm. so forever indebted to her in that aspect. Shout out to Mama. Shout out to Ma. Mm. And my brother. I'll give a huge shout out to him. He's helped me so much. Mm. Love him to death. He's helped me, like, I'm, like, working out again every day. Eating healthy. Um... And so I, I'll just say, say, like, before, like, where I'm at now, mm-hmm. just to throw it in there, I did yeah. get a job at Amazon. For, uh-huh. <laughs> that was, like, the final job before where I'm at now. Uh-huh. I, got, I took, like, a seasonal position during, like, Christmas. Mm-hmm. And they were offering, like, 25 an hour, which was, like, great pay. Yeah. Hard. Very hard job. Super hard. I was working, like, the, uh, the packaging line. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was <laughs> – I was working – I was working 1 a.m. to 11 a.m. Yeah. And Oof. so my sleep schedule is... Actually, this was... I took the Amazon job right before my lease was up. So I was still in the apartment. 
and I was I quit the sales job I was like I just can't do it like I need something because you're kind of on your own time mm-hmm. I need I was like I need something where I have to be there mm. get me out of bed yep because um yeah and that was rough and so after Amazon was done I moved in with my mom in Baldwin and so she this was probably like end of 2021 by the by this time because mm-hmm. my apartment I was in my apartment for like I think I re-signed a lease, so I think I was there for like a year and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was. Re- don't need to elaborate anymore on that, I guess. Right? No, no, you're fine. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so after that was done, moving with my mom, and she was so great. She like, she was so active and trying to get me better. Mm-hmm. And I still had this issue, like, it was really bad, so I couldn't work out, like. I couldn't like do any lifts or any sort of run Mm -hmm. without feeling so much pain and um and so she and my cousin who also had a similar issue it was weird hooked me up with this like specialist on the skeletal system Mm -hmm. who saw like for some reason the whole left side of my body was out of line like my ribs were pushed back so that's why i was feeling so much pressure when trying to release air Mm. and my hips were rotated shoulder it was so weird it's like the whole left side of my body Mm. weirdest thing ever and so she taught me all these stretches and different breathing exercises to kind of, like, realign my rib cage. Because the way you breathe, like, your ribs expand a certain way. And mm-hmm. so that was very helpful. And after that, my mom was like, all right, let's get you back working. I was like, all right, let's do it. I'll do anything. Mm-hmm. And so I started applying to a bunch of different jobs. I was just looking for anything. And she eventually goes, like, well, because she's the head of marketing at the bank like Mm -hmm. she's the top of marketing and she's like i could probably get you a job at the bank i was like okay she's like you'd have to take it very serious like no more bs yeah like like quit anything that you're doing Mm -hmm. serious i was like okay 100 percent. i will do this for you Mm. and i'll do it for me and then so she got me the job at the bank went in met everyone got trained training took like three weeks to get going like because i was working the teller line at first just -hmm. like helping people with transactions it was going great and then they moved me to a new branch um to help out there again going great one of the one of the the head banker at that bank went on like a month-long vacation so i got an opportunity to Mm. see what i could do at banking like the banking aspect like account openings and stuff like that and i did great in so I eventually moved. They transformed. The, they renovated the whole branch. And so now we're in a very nice modern branch. And recently, as of this year, quarter two, quarter two of this year, so April, May, June, I was top 2% of sales in the company. I won an award. I got put on the website. And ever since then, things are going fantastic. Uh. So that is kind of where we're at now. And so I've just really been focusing on like my own health, like the three biggest things are getting back into working out because fitness is so important, especially as you get older, mm-hmm. like being fit, training your cardiovascular system, keeping a healthy heart, lungs. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Diet is so important as well. Eating mm-hmm. clean. I'm, I cook for myself all the time now. Mm. It's so good. No more gas station yes. food every day. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, um, and then sleep, sleep, mm. sleep schedule is, which I had struggled with like 
a lot. Like, mm. I was terrible. I'd stay up to, like, 3 in the morning all the time. Mm. And now I'm very good at it. There's still times where I'll, like, stay up late, but it's not as big of a deal as it once was. But, right. But I'm just very focused on myself right now, mm. and it's going very great. Mm. Who? Yeah. Good job. Yeah, I've never told that whole story before. Like, my whole, like, after high school, I've never explained, like, yeah, that was first time ever. And How do you feel? I feel good. You know, like, I try to be very vague because, I mean, I could have gone really, in, I don't know if, like, you wanted me to be super specific about, you know, things, but. Yeah, I mean, you could have gone off the I, I just didn't know, yeah. Like, yeah. Because it was all in the apartment by myself. Like, that was the darkest times, like. And really kind of like what I'm hearing, correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. what really maximized the pain and the darkness for you seemed to be loneliness, like that aspect oh, yeah. of just like... Yeah, not talking to anyone. And that's what I thought I wanted at first. Like I thought once I'm done with school, I don't want to be like, I don't, I don't want to talk to anyone. Like I was kind of embarrassed too. I was going to like, ask that. dropping out. Yeah. Because col college dropout gets like kind of like a bad label, I feel mm -hmm. like. But it just wasn't for me. Like, I was just not a school person. And I was mm -hmm. so worried I was going to finish and get a degree that I didn't end up even getting a job for. Yep. That was, like, my biggest fear ever. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't for me. I should have not gone, like, a while ago. Like, I shouldn't have done a junior year attempt. I mm -hmm. probably shouldn't have even done a sophomore year. But, um, but I don't regret it, too, because I had a lot of good times. And, like, I, I got to build relations like if I didn't go to most state I wouldn't know half the people I talk mm -hmm. to today like to this day like every day yeah um so I don't regret it but um, did you feel pressured to go to college by anyone yeah like um, society societal pressure yeah for family? sure because it's it's the norm like yeah. everyone expects you to go to school um my mom and dad both wanted me to they both did mm -hmm. um but there's nothing wrong with like not especially I'd say especially if you have like an idea for like if you want to go into a trade mm -hmm. like you want to do like you could there's specific schools like which I think are really good like teach you exactly how to do one job mm -hmm. which you can then branch out into other jobs but college is so broad and if you have no idea I would say give it I would say at least maybe attempt a year if you're contemplating it mm -hmm. but if you're still conf like confused I would I would I would you know it's really about like following your passions mm -hmm. and what you want to do and I just like helping people now and so that's, like, what this job gives me the opportunity to do. Mm -hmm. It's it's great. Like, all the clients, they love me. When I'm not there, I hear they ask for me. Aww. So it's, it's really nice. Oh. And, um, Goosebumps. Yeah, I, I <laughs> love it so much. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just, like, I wish I would have, like, Try, try, like it's 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 hard to say because mm -hmm. when you're in that mind state, like when you're so low, it's like hard to say. Like I wish I would have just tried, because mm -hmm. you can't. Like it's, you were in survival mode. Yeah, it's like I was like living day to day, like minute by minute. Yeah, kinda, like, I was like on. I don't know what's gonna happen, and it was bad. Mm -hmm. But who would you say? And if and I apologize if you did say similar to this like was it your mom and your brother who specifically kind of got you out of that or was there when was the moment was it the moment that you said you looked at yourself in the mirror and you're like who the heck am I like was that kind of when you yeah and th that was switch that was often like I was just like every night I was like what am I doing mm -hmm. and it was definitely my mom at first like mm -hmm. for sure because she was always like 
It's not like she wasn't worried about me. Well, right. It's like I wouldn't talk to her. Like, yeah. I was definitely being very, like, cold. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want her to know that I was, like, struggling so bad. Right. But there was, like, times when I'd, I would just, like, go off the rails and I'd call her. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I... So you did reach out at times yeah, for help yeah. in a way. And I did. And I think she knew that I was – she sometimes she'll say she moved back. Like she's, she says she moved back for her, but I know part of it was mm-hmm. me to help me. Absolutely. And I think a lot of it all stems from just not being prepared for life. Mm-hmm. Like so it's – I didn't know if you wanted like this – to turn into like I I thought no I think it's all great okay yeah cool and so I would tell young people to like plan like make Mm -hmm. a plan even if you don't know for sure just have some sort of general plan like Mm -hmm. if you want to go to college like find what you like and focus on that Mm because I had no idea and I still don't like to this Mm -hmm. day but I am enjoying what I'm doing Mm. and I'm living a lot healthier so happier yeah and it's it's going really well. I think that's a beautiful thing to make that point for, you know, this up and coming generation and young adults. Like you're even still a young adult. I'd like to say I am too, but <laughs> yeah, you, are. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know who they are. Right? We talked about identity earlier and you know what they want to do. And I think you can go one of two routes. How you said, like if you don't know what you do or to do, and you you still go to college, like pursue that first year. You you may very well find out what you love if you take that risk and go to college your freshman year. Um, Because it's kind of like high school, like your freshman year, you're you're introduced to so many different things. Right. You know, my, I always knew quite literally since I was five years old that I was going to be a teacher. Like I was very fortunate to kind of have that calling and I knew that and not a lot of people have that. So I was very blessed. Um, But my dad took me to freshman orientation at college and we went to Lindenwood for my running scholarship, but also it's like one of the top education schools in Missouri. And he's like, "That you're going to be a teacher. So we're, you know, this is what we're doing. The day we went there to sign up for our degree, I went to athletic training. <laughs> I was like, nope, psych. I saw, I literally like saw the table for teaching and educators went to go to it. And then I saw the one near it that said athletic training, which I also thought was personal training. Cause I too oh, yeah. wanted to do that. I yeah. was so passionate about fitness and the day that I was signing up to be a teacher, I signed up to be an athletic trainer, and I literally thought that was a personal trainer. It is not, <laughs> for those of you that don't know what that is. But I, so I stayed in that degree for two years. My freshman and sophomore year of college, I was in athletic training school, and what that ended up being, not personal training, is how to rehab injuries, taking care of athletes who are injured, you know, helping them grow through their injuries, whatever. Like, you're taking care of athletes, basically. Mm -hmm. But I fell in love with it. I really did it because I love sports. And so I really loved it. After two years, something really scared me about it. Um, The potential of me, it sounds really dramatic, but me being responsible for killing somebody because if we practice with football athletes and if they got tackled in in their spine and they were paralyzed – we were trained as athletic trainers, like you have to grab their head on a spine board, you know, and if, mm-hmm. if you move their head, they could die. Yeah. And I remember I was like, nope, I'm not, I can't deal with that pressure. So I went to teaching my sophomore year. So anyway, that was kind of my background. But I say that because I was someone that knew exactly what I was meant to do. And I started off, I wouldn't say wrong, because like you, I don't regret anything. Like, yeah. And I loved the schooling experience for those two years of athletic training. But 
Um, you know, there are people like my husband, he went to school for emergency and disaster training. He wanted to be a firefighter, was so passionate. I still think that he would just be the best in the world at all those things because he's so loving and nurturing. Um, and he loved those classes, but school was not for him either. And he, he dropped out and, um, he ended up going to trade school. If you're hearing this, I'm sorry if I'm wrong. I should know this (laughs) about my husband, but I get him and my brother's journey confused at times because they are similar, but he went into the trade and now he owns his own construction company. So you just never know. Like it's okay if you don't know what you want to do at first, but it can also be a very scary place to be. Yeah. And, um, I would say just always, um, like, don't be too cool to ask for help. Mm. Like, uh, because life outside of high school is just completely different ball game. Like, mm-hmm. like you're 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 in with every single other person in yep. society. Like, and that's what I would say about that. Um, I I'll, like that. Yeah. That's deep. Sorry, I just had to say that. Like, don't be cool. I want to reiterate that. Don't be too cool to ask for help. And my first podcast episode, I don't know if you saw it, but it was Mm -hmm. about male mental health in society and kind of, like, asking for help. And, like, Mm -hmm. so I kind of want to ask you, like, being a dude in society, like, do you think that stigma kind of suffocated you in kind of your dark times of, like, I don't – I shouldn't be this way. I'm a man, you know? Yeah, I would say that. Um, Yeah, yeah, I'd probably say, like – Cause I I just didn't want any help. I didn't think I almost thought think like I didn't deserve it. Like I, I was mm. I thought I should be like this is stuff I should be able to do on my own. Like what am I doing? And mm-hmm. um, but no, that's not the case. Um, it's it's always okay to ask for help, especially like you know just with anything actually. Yeah. Um. I I did want to say regarding like the young people. Because I know in high school you start to take on, like that peer pressure side of things, mm-hmm. and um, you start to get involved with, you know, other high risk activities is what I always said. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna say don't do it because not gonna listen to me. Like who am I? Yeah, I did it, and yeah. so it's like I would just say be very careful. Um, just don't be stupid. Like, don't be an idiot. Yeah, don't <laughs> be an idiot. Like, don't try and show off. That's another thing. The peer pressure to get people, like, people will try to get you to do crazy things to look cool. Mm-hmm. And that is just not it. Like, it's it's just not worth it, you, mm. you know? I know, mm. I know people who are no longer around because of that type mm. of thing. And yeah. it's just not worth it. So I would just say be very careful and... Um, Build those careful habits because it'll get you'll you'll experience more in college if you decide Mm -hmm. to go to that. Yeah, and stay busy like in a healthy amount as best as you can. But like that is a very good point. Like keep yourself engaged. Yes, keep 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 yourself occupied. You know, Um, and especially for the seniors going into college, like college is probably the best place to branch out and discover yourself and pursue your passions mm-hmm. um like you are i can guarantee you like anyone in high school right now is not the same person you will be five six years from now mm-hmm. i wasn't i'm not the same person i was at like 21 right and like it's just crazy because you have so many so much opportunity to find yourself and so 
you know, take take that, you know, realize the importance in that, mm-hmm. and don't don't, um, like don't almost I, I don't want to say like throw it away, but like just take it seriously, like because yeah. this is the part it's the perfect place to you know discover what and who you want to be yeah and to your point that you said really closer to the beginning of like you know time is not on our side Mm -hmm. really ever oh yeah it's not a time is of the essence and you know don't get caught up in having the mentality that he mentioned earlier of like ah i can do it next year i can do it you know in a few months like that That opportunity that's something i really learned to embrace because of my time my like worst times like, I don't even remember my, like, 22 mm. and, like, being 22, barely 23. Mm. Like, I don't even remember it. And it, mm. and again, I don't like to have regrets because that's something you hold on to. So it is what it is. I'm the person I am now because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just reinforces the f- fact that you truly don't have time. Like, and I... You know, you do, but don't tell yourself you do. Yeah, like, like, don't get so attached to that. Yeah, like, don't... Do what you want to do now. Mm-hmm. It's better to say, like, you started today than looking like look in, in a year saying, I wish I would have started then. Right. And starting then. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have that regret. Right. For sure. Oh, my gosh, there was something that just crossed my mind, and I was going to say it, and I told... Oh, so one thing that is really powerful to me and like I I heard you just say I don't even remember when I was 22 and barely 23 right like that's a testament to how yeah low it brought you um and just for listeners out there I kind of want to reiterate like when I knew him and first met him um my perception of you as a student athlete in high school was that you know he had the world at his fingertips like again great student worked hard in school make good grades great person look people loved him except twitter people <laughs> apparently people on twitter hated yeah, for, you for, for a year, for a, year. <laughs> for a while um but he was he was very well known in a healthy happy way at holt high school my impression right and like on the team like us coaches just really admired him still do um but like he really did he had he was the kid in school that had it I feel like if other people looked at you, they would be like, he's got it all, you know? Um, I would go off that point, actually, and say that now that you say that, it kind of makes me realize that was part of why I was kind of embarrassed yep. with where I was. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I did hear that, like, like you, you're going to be something. And so I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to be, but okay, whatever you say. something. Yeah. And, so that was another thing where it was like, it hit hard. Where I was mm-hmm. like, "Damn, I was supposed mm-hmm. to be great, and now I'm just like this." Ugh. But yeah, and it was really depressing. But you know, it's it's so hard. It's like for someone who is depressed, it's impossible to tell them, "Just do this. Like you'll be fine mm. if you just do this." It's really about just making that first step. I feel like the biggest thing for me was like, I was so far down. I was like, I'll never make it back up. But I was focusing on this big picture of making like all these steps in one go Mm -hmm. when like first step is just like getting up and making your bed. Yeah. Like it's just, you have to take these big goals 
in these baby steps. Like, you're not you're not gonna be able to like be whatever you want to be, achieve whatever goal you want to achieve in a day. Mm-hmm. Like right. if you fo- I feel like if you focus too much on the end goal, you're missing the middle part, mm-hmm. which is the steps. And the developmental yeah. piece. And like growing, like growing and stuff, and um, yeah. And so it was really that's what really helped me learning how to take it step by step. Mm-hmm. So I started just waking up, making my bed, cleaning my room, and celebrating that yeah. kind of like it is right. with yourself, like right. And it is a good feeling. Like once you do that, like once you do these things, you feel really good. Mm-hmm. Like it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, like, so to that point, you know, at his high school point, like, that's what he had the world at his fingertips. And what I'm getting at is, like, hearing his evolution through life over the past, you know, five, six years, someone who allegedly had it all, you know, this was this stereotype that a lot of people kind of put him in, which is a great, it's a beautiful, (laughs) huge compliment, because you did, you know, ideally at that time. He's human. You're human. And people who seemingly have it all like we go through hell too and we go through these downs and you know I think there's a lot of eighth graders right now in particular you know or every grade has the kids that have it all together and that are going to do great things but you know just like my first episode Clayton Eckerd said like check on your happy friends just as much as you check on your sad friends because a lot of us are just masking it and look at what you went through right but also look at what you overcame right like that's what gets me emotional like to see you here today like yeah and mm. it was a hell of a ride like Mm -hmm. and it might not be over you know yeah Yeah, no it truly it's not like i'm still growing and learning and and i don't know where i'll be in like mm -hmm. five years from now i have no idea yeah and but at least i'm i've built myself like this foundation that i can like if something bad happens you know I I have I've developed these habits and discipline and skills. Yes, with the again huge help to my mom and brother, like my god, but mm-hmm. like if if I am to fall on my back again, like I I feel like I'm not going to fall nearly as hard. Mm. Yeah. And I just it's a true testament like everything that you just shared about your darkest time is like I really want to say thank you so much yeah for certainly. being so open about that and especially the fact that you said that you've never really talked about that and look at what you're doing and not you know we were supposed to I'm mean, not supposed to but like the main focus was just you know preparing people for high school and then college but like this is also life yeah like a life story type thing yeah life preparation and we're all human we all have our Vietnam and the most beautiful thing about the trauma is the resilience piece to it and like how far you've come and you know me being with him today I haven't seen him since he was in high school right (laughs) after that race yeah but like I had no idea he went through any of this and as heartbreaking as it is to hear someone that you have love and care for go through that you know I was like getting emotional as you were talking about your darkest times but to see you here sitting a couple feet away from yeah. me, happy, yeah, healthy, and it's grateful. Because there was a time, there was like a time where I was like, I was like, I can't even remember what it's like, genuinely. Like, I can't remember what it's like to feel happy. Mm-hmm. Like, genuinely, I cannot remember. Mm-hmm. Like, like what it's like to feel, mm. like, good inside. Mm. And it was tough. Mm-hmm. And But... I will say it was one of the most humbling journeys I've went on. Like, it shows you how, like, fragile life can be. Mm. Um, 
how how important it is to take care of yourself and just how and also how far being a good person will take you like it's i wouldn't trade those life lessons for the world like they have been so important to me mm-hmm. and just who i am um nowadays and just i don't focus on any like petty bs anymore like i'm not concerned if it's just leave it away from me now mm-hmm. and that's and you know that's not how who i was like years ago like i loved arguing <laughs> and now it's like you tell me if you want to say two plus two is five that's on you you yep. can have that <laughs> today it's like, yeah yeah it's like, yep. whatever yeah no that's that is beautiful everything that you've shared is so beautiful and and very human you know yeah. and i don't relate i haven't been through anything like that and so to hear that sheds light on truly again to your point that you just said just you never know what people are going through and to always be kind and um you said this like when I first messaged you on Instagram like when you were kind of telling me bullet points of advice like that was one of my favorite ones you said was it's not cool to treat people unwell or to treat people poorly like Mm -hmm. that's the worst thing ever and like life's gonna take you so much further being a good human or what do you remember what you said yeah Yeah. like just how far you'll get just being a genuine person Mm -hmm. there's not a person in the world that won't appreciate you for just being nice and genuine Mm -hmm. it it, it takes you so far just having that good personality Mm -hmm. um and you still definitely have that (laughs) you you. really do we were talking like when he came over i was like oh my gosh i was kind of nervous i haven't seen you were you nervous too tell me you were nervous i was a little nervous. okay Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen him in so long. Like, but it like as soon as you opened the door, and I was like, yeah, this is. Like, it was so good. Yeah. Like you still have this. People do change since high school, but you know this again is a testament to show that you still are to your core, an amazing human being. Like truly, I don't think I'm just making it very clear. Like you were a very special student athlete, to our coaching staff, like in high school, and Appreciate I wasn't your that. teacher, but we thought the absolute world of you and I'm sure they all still do I know Tiernan for sure you know immediately was so said the nicest thing about you you know like you are an amazing human yeah just a testament to him he has done so much for me like he uh just like even though I haven't talked to him in so long Mm -hmm. like just the things he taught me to like the things he taught me to be like I was such a I had such a fear of failure mm-hmm. and he taught, he was one of the people that reinforced you should love failing. Like mm. now you're going to be stronger. Mm. Like he, once you fail, you instantly know you are, you're better from that. Like you, uh, you know what not to do next time. Mm-hmm. And I love him for that. Mm. And I hope, yeah, we all got to like see each other. In I summer. know. Tiernan? <laughs> He's still watching. We that. need to get this together. <laughs> we, we need to get all together. We really should. That just gave me goosebumps. Gosh dang it. I need a jar. Yeah, you need to give some It's so jar. bad. I can't help it. I love love. I love love stories. I love passion. I love just people yeah. being awesome. He's done the same for me, too. That could be a whole other episode just on Mark Tiernan because he is just, he is like, awesome. the older brother yeah, to me. Just, like, uh, yeah. so great. He's done so many things. And even that's you know, that mindset of, like, teaching you to love failing, like. Yeah, I think my favorite memory from high school ever was that sectional track meet where me and Jake Tompkins missed graduation to run at a chance to go to the state championships. And we both qualified with our best times ever. Mm-hmm. And I just see Tiernan going crazy. Like Aww. he was so proud and 
Oh, that that made me so happy to see. And mm. yeah, that was awesome. And that to know that people believe in you, like yeah. just those moments and another life advice, like for kids in high school, going into college and young adults in college, like don't ever hold back saying something kind to someone right. or like reminding them that you believe in them or are proud of them. And you're, if you're a coach, like to your athletes, tell them how proud you are, yeah. you know, mm. what remind them what they have in them. Complimenting people something. is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love complimenting people. I, I love giving people recognition. Yes. That's it's a it, it makes yourself feel good too. Absolutely. Like to see someone happy that they're being recognized. Absolutely. You know? So that's that's always a good thing. Mhm. It is. I think this whole thing was a good thing. Yeah. I feel so fulfilled. Yeah, me too. After hearing your story, I'm glad that you feel that way. Yeah. You know, it's it, yeah, it's it's I I'm I'm proud of myself. I was just going to say that. You should be. I was just going to, literally was just going to say you should be very proud of yourself. Like, I don't know what this feels like. feels good. You know. No. I I didn't know how in-depth you wanted me, coming into it, I didn't know how in-depth you wanted me to go into, like, the Mm -hmm. really bad times. And I feel like I did a good job at You did amazing. You know. You definitely did amazing in telling your story. And I felt it. And I know that a lot of people are going to be very impacted by it. Cool. And I'm very proud of you. And any any of the young guys or girls, if you have any questions, you can tell them. Feel free to reach out to me. I have no problem answering any questions yeah. or anything like that. I love that. Yeah. Do it. He's incredible. So easy to talk to. Yeah. And I do want to say, too, just I am very passionate about mental health mm-hmm. in general for, you know, both genders. Um, but truly, Clayton Eckerd's episode with, like, the male stigma, like, really hit me because, again, I'm not a male. I don't know what that's like. Um, I do want to say, you know, very specifically how proud of you I am and the why behind that because so many men struggle to open up and talk about the war that they go through. And I remember my therapist had said when I was talking to him about my husband growing through opening up and communicating more, um, my husband was emotional one time and he apologized to me for getting upset and, like, crying and I told my therapist that, and I was I was crying to my therapist, like, I felt so bad that he was crying. <laughs> and my therapist was a male, and still to this day, my favorite therapist I ever had. But he looked at me, and he said, in those moments, if whenever you see your husband cry, if he says that again, remind him that he's not weak. Because that's what he said, like, I'm being weak, I'm so sorry. He said, remind him that this is actually an act of bravery and mm-hmm. strength. And oh, yeah. for you to sit here... And to talk about all the things that you've gone through is extremely strong and brave. And you need to hear that, too. Because that, that therapy lesson wasn't even really for me. It was for men out there. Like, that needs to be told more. Like, that is a really a really strong yeah. thing to do is talk about things that you felt weak in. Yeah. You know? I completely agree. Well, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> thank you. And thank you so much for being here. No problem. Yeah, oh it was a God. great time. <sighs> I don't want it to be over. In today's Level Up segment, we distill the wisdom shared by our guests into actionable advice. Here are five key takeaways to help you navigate your own journey per CAM. Number one, embrace change. Understand that change is part of life. Whether you're transitioning from eighth grade into high school or from high school into college, be open to new experiences and challenges. Number two, 
seek support. Don't be afraid to reach out for help when you're feeling lost or overwhelmed. Talk to friends, family, or professionals. Remember, you are not alone in your journey. Number three, cultivate resilience. Life may throw you curveballs, but it's your resilience that will help you bounce back from adversity. Develop the mental and emotional strength to persevere through tough times. Number four, set realistic expectations. It's okay not to have it all figured out immediately. Take small steps, set achievable goals, and be patient with yourself. Number five, practice self-care. Prioritize your emotional and mental well-being. Self-care is essential in maintaining a healthy and happy life, even when facing challenges. In addition to Cam's powerful advice, I also wanted to take a moment and share some additional words of wisdom from some current freshmen in high school that were former students or athletes of mine that I reached out to for the sake of this episode. It was a really cool experience um, being able to have time to actually check in on my kiddos from just even a year ago or a few years ago. So the first one I want to highlight, she is so special. I hold her near and dear to my heart. Um, I think she's a junior. She's before she started her senior year, oh my gosh. Shout out to Ryan Bunner. Um, if I butchered that, I am so sorry. Life has gone by way too fast. I can't even keep track of how old you are now, but she is either going into, like started her junior or senior year of high school at this point. And she was really unique. She actually started her high school experience during the COVID year. So a lot of her experiences are very unique to just that experience, or that situation and that um, life experience. But at the end of her reflection, she gave four key pieces of advice. Number one, don't take freshman year lightly and do as well as you can so that you aren't playing catch up later, which is exactly what Cam said with the whole scheduling thing. Take it seriously. Don't goof off. Like you can still have fun in high school, but make sure you're also putting your grades first. Uh, Number two, get involved with your school, like clubs, activities, and sports, which again, like capitalizes on what Cam said in so many areas of his Um, episode today. Number three, there are so many resources that you can use to help if you need it. So if you ever are, sorry, she said, don't ever be afraid or too afraid in general, just to ask for help. Again, something really powerful that Cam touched on and Cam has been out of high school for what, seven years, eight years at this point. So, I mean, the fact that a current high schooler is still saying these things speaks volumes to how powerful what Cam shared with us today actually is. Um, And then number four, she says to make connections with teachers. Um, And we didn't talk about that much with Cam's episode today, but when I read that one, particularly from Miss Ryan, that really resonated with me because I just reflect on all of the connections that I've made with my students and my athletes and, and how meaningful those relationships were for me, even as the professional and as the adult. And if it was meaningful for me as the teacher, I can only imagine how meaningful and impressionable that was for the kids at that time. So Ryan, love you, girl. Thank you so much for your advice. We're also going to move on to another um, kiddo that I had in school. And she was one of my favorite human beings ever, still is to this day. Her name is Bergen, and she is a freshman in high school this year. And the biggest thing that she wanted to get out is that it is okay to ask for help and also normal to be scared going into this transitional period of your life. We all learn, and you just need to be who you are. Don't change for others. That is also exactly what Cam said at some point in his episode today. So once again, 
maximizing and capitalizing on how powerful everything he said today, a current freshman in high school also can attest to that importance. And finally, I did want to give a shout out to this um, last person that is very special to me. And he definitely was very special to me when I had him as a student. He just started college this year. Um, He was an incredible student when I had him in eighth grade. I think I had him for seventh grade too. But shout out to Tyler. Um, I asked his mom on Facebook to reach out to him and ask him how college is going and, and what advice would he have for anybody that is transitioning into college Um, next year and I have two really powerful things from him that I want to share first thing is he said the biggest part of mentally and emotionally preparing for the transition between high school and college is having to be okay with the fact that everything is about to change you have to realize that your life is not going to be the same as it has been for all these years prior moving out on your own leaving your hometown leaving your friends and people you love and all of that uncertainty I had to come to the realization with myself that this was my new life and that I had to learn to adjust and do the best that I can with the situation that I was going into. Once you understand that within yourself, the rest just falls into place and you adjust and adapt what seems like overnight and all of the worries and sadness just seem to go away. And the last thing he said was advice. He said three to five words of advice, soak up every moment, meaning make sure you don't take a single minute for granted before you make this transition. That makes this so much easier knowing that he lived the fullest before he switched chapters of his life. Wow, wow, and wow. Like it just, it truly amazes me. It never ceases to amaze me that these kids, these children, these adolescent teenagers, and now young adults like going into the real world, it never ceases to amaze me the insight that they have on the real world. And if us adults would just take a minute to sit down and ask them these simple questions about what they're going through and what their experiences are, we would just be absolutely astonished with the responses that we get. So major shout out to Tyler, Bergen, and Ryan for giving me feedback and the other three girls that I mentioned specifically in my episode today. Um, Your guys' feedback and advice is going to really speak volumes and help people. I just know it. So love and appreciate you guys more than you know. And a special shout out to Cam Weezy. That was an extremely powerful episode. I'm still just like on a high from it emotionally from all the ups and downs and the beauty and just the compassion that went into that episode and the bravery. I'm so proud of you. I love you. And I hope that we can all reconnect soon. Um, It was great having you guys. So um, I did want to say one more thing. So sorry. Cam did specifically say in the episode that if you ever wanted to reach out to him and ask questions and kind of explore more of what he shared, you absolutely could. Um, And he said that you could do that on Instagram. So if you check out on my little icon on the show right now, it shows you my level of application and I'm going to paste his Instagram name on this icon as well so you can contact him directly if needed thank you guys so much for listening this is an extra long episode but it was extra powerful see you next time